Go the mighty Panthers and go the Bunnies too for South Sydney fans. But uh, the man I'm about to talk to, if we rewind 30 years, here's the lineup: 1991 Grand Final. Greg Barwick, Graham Mackay on one wing, uh, Paul Smith on the other, Brad Fittler and Cole Bentley in the centres. The halves, Steve Carter, Greg Alexander. Uh, the two starting props, Paul Nobby Clark and Paul Dunn. Roycey Simmons at hooker. Mark Geyer in the second row alongside Barry Walker at lock Colin Vandervoort. And then on the bench, uh, you only had two on the bench back then, didn't you? John Cartwright and Brad Izzard as well. Johnny Cartwright joins us. Cardi, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. I'm really well, thanks, mate. Uh, I guess you never get sick of hearing that uh, that Mighty Penrith theme song, do you? And it, it always uh, takes you back uh, to 1991. Um, you were there in 1990, John, and I know you've been asked this question many, many times. How was it different for you guys uh, backing up the year after? I see MG through the week said that, admitted that maybe in 1990 you were, were all a little bit overwhelmed by the whole occasion. Yeah, in hindsight, mate, we definitely were. Uh, it was a bit of a celebration just to get there, and I suppose you could understand a bit about the history of Penrith to mm. to see that uh, as clear as as the guys that were involved were. You know, Penrith had never made the semis for for near on twenty uh, odd years of their first, you know, of their first appearance in the New South Wales Rugby League. Uh, they were looked upon as a, I suppose, easy beats in the early days, thus the the nickname the Chocolate Soldiers, but uh, during the mid-80s when Timmy Sheens took over, um, you know, through the Ronnie Willie and then Phil Gould, you know, those sort of uh, eight to ten years, I suppose, there was you, you could really feel something start to build. Um, a lot of local juniors were coming through and, and, and playing first grade together. We, we'd had, I suppose, four or five seasons of first grade going into 1990. Uh, we had the experience of, of Royce there and, and blokes like Peter Kelly and Chris Mortimer who came to the club. Uh, this is all looking back, mate. Mm. You know, as a, as a young kid coming through, you're just enjoying playing and, and hoping that you get there one day. But, you know, looking back, it was just a, a lot of... It shows you how hard it is to win one. There was just a lot of key things that all came together in a in a 
you know, a short couple in, in a few years. You know, like you hear them talk about premiership windows, and it's it's mm. it's very true. You know, you you got to grab it when you get the chance. You talk, uh, talk Johnny Cartwright, by the way. You talk about history of the club, John, and you know you know all about that. I mean, uh, your family is all the clubs almost you know, built around your family. Your, your dad, Merv, of course, was. Uh, well, seen as the founding father of the of the club in, in one way um, when it was admitted in 1967. So, um, you guys and the Cartwright name is is as Penrith as the foot of the mountains. Really, what did it do to the local community? I, I remember there was a, there was a buzz for so long. It seemed um, in 1992 um, up until the loss, but it, then the win in 1991 it, it it really put your club on the map, didn't it? Oh, it certainly did. So it's sort of announced, I think, that, that Penrith had arrived. And, uh, you know, you go through your ups and downs. It is a tough competition. But it it was a club where, you know, for a lot of years, they struggled to get players to want to play there. Uh, I think that was the first uh, indication that, um, you know, players would, would, would travel now and, and come to live at Penrith and, and play at Penrith. And like, what it did for the, the for the community was you've you got to, again, you've got to uh, live come from Penrith, I suppose, to understand that the, the, the hub of the whole community is the, is the Leeds Club. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest moment every weekend or every week is, is when Penrith get a home game. And it's probably changed a little bit now, mate. It's got a little bit more diverse. Mm. But when I was coming through, especially through that 91 period, um, it was just the hub of everything that happened. Um, yeah, so to... to you know, to get to get to the grand final uh, in '90 was a massive celebration. But the following year, you know, year older, year wiser, um, and having the hurt of, of of losing that the, the 1991, it it, um, it was just meant to be '91. I, I looked at the game every now and then, and and it was just nearly a, a perfect performance. You know, it it all just came together for us. And, and we spoke to Roycey yesterday, actually, and uh, you know, I still uh, and I saw highlights again this morning. But you know, jumping up and straddling MG, and it was uh, that that try down there in the, the southeastern corner. Um, a lot of parallels people are drawing, John, aren't they? Thirty years on, um, losing one, and and now maybe winning one like you guys did. Um, and you know, Wayne Bennett, arguably the best coach the game has ever seen. Um, another great coach, and uh, is Phil Gould, who was a very young coach back then, a very young coach back then. How did he prepare you guys, having having lost in 1990 and then won 12 months later? I had Scotty Bailey, a rugby league journal, on just a, a moment or a little bit earlier today, and he said Gus sort of addressed you guys on grand final day while um, Canberra were being awarded the trophy and, and sort of said to you, look, we'll be back here in 12 months' time. I feel sorry for it now, but we will be back. And I imagine the current crop, um, they've gone through a similar a similar preparation over the past 12 months. Yeah, I, I, the biggest parallel I can draw, mate, is the amount of local juniors that are that are in both squads. I, I, it, I think that means it does mean a lot. Um, probably say that because uh, you know I'm a bit of traditionalist at heart, and I, you know, I was born and bred in Penrith and played my whole career through St Marys and and into uh, the Panthers. So it's it's certainly a a real feel good thing, you know, when you see so that you know the amount of local juniors that have that have you know they've put a lot of time and effort into those boys and for them to get the opportunity to run out in the grand final it's just it does does take me back uh, i think mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing for, for for us uh the biggest motivator we had i remember we got beat in 1990 in the pre-season cup 
by Canberra. Then we lost the grand final in 1990, and then we made the final of the preseason cup in 91 and got beat again by the Broncos. And I, I just remember getting the biggest spray of the whole team, you know, off mm. of, I've ever heard in my life from Gus after you know losing three big finals in a row and. Basically, uh, you know, I said, well, they're always going to be known as losers unless we win one. And, mm. you know, we, we knew we were good enough to win. We made three finals in a row and we knew, we were, you know, we were good enough to win and the opportunity wasn't going to be there for much longer because it was certainly Royce's last year in 91. And I think that really, that was at the start of the season and I think that really solidified us. You know, I think we only lost four or five games for the whole year and I... I'm still sure Gus engineered a few of those losses along the way just to just to keep <laughs> us on our toes. And yeah. you know, we went through bang bang through the semis, won the major semis, and won the grand final. So yeah, I I really think he made us. You know, we we weren't young kids anymore. We were we had a chance to win a grand final and and send a local legend out uh, as a winner. Uh, and I think you know that that resonated with us all year. Okay. What's a, a spray from Gus like, Cardi? I. Uh, Look, I've been sprayed before, and I've heard mm. some good sprays, but you know he, he's the best I've ever come across. He, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> we all know he's he's a words a wordsmith. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the word. Yeah, um, and you just you don't have a comeback, you know. Well, he doesn't give you a, a, a split second to have a comeback. But the, the, I suppose it was, you know we were all he was teaching us how to be men as well. You know, it was a it was a it was a one hell of a spray, but um, we got back on the bike, you know, mm. it, it, normally 24 hours, Gus would get over it and we'd, <laughs> we'd get back to training and we're on the bike, but he, he sort of never let us forget, you know, that, you know, unless you win one, you, you, mm. you're forever going to be remembered as, you know, as losers, I suppose. You go into the trenches with all these guys and I know you had your 30-year reunion, didn't you, this year? And I think um, GB, but Greg Barwick was the only absentee. I think he's still over in, in London, Barwick. Last time I saw him, he was over there having a good old time. Um, yeah. I, I imagine, and if you know what I mean, I imagine, um, I imagine you're still very, very good friends with all those boys. Yes. Yeah. It's life takes you on different journeys, mate. You know, we, you know, like, like well, GB's overseas and a lot of us have, have moved away from the area, but you know, when we get those opportunities and the club have been very good in, in forthcoming, hopefully we've got another one late November if, if we ever get these borders open, but it is like nothing's changed, you know. A few body shapes have changed, and a few hairlines have changed. But you know, just to to get back together and uh, you know laugh, it's it's it gets it does get emotional at times. And but the bottom line is, you know, we just we realised what a what a great period we had and what mm. great mates we became. And and to be able to look back and say you won a grand final, it's it's certainly you know it's a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as I say, mate, you're as Penrith as Penrith is itself. Um, I guess it's a bit hard to say. You've got a, a foot in, a little bit of a foot in both camps today, haven't you? Because your own son Jed is is with the Bunnies. Um, he played the last round of the season, I think, didn't he? Yeah, it is bittersweet for me, mate. It's it's been a hard week for him because he mm. he had a uh, he played all through the semis last year. Played every game through the semi-finals, and he he started the year with a bad back and long story short he had he had three months on the sideline uh to start the year uh with a uh, had a fusion in his back so he's sort of been chasing his tail all year he's had I think he's had three or four games but the side's been in such good form and they haven't had too many injuries and, and suspensions so he's just had to sort of go along for the ride and you know I just got to he's sick of me telling him just you've got to stay positive mate and um opportunities will come but 
it's just really good for him to be part of a grand final week. You know, you'd, we'd, it'd be lovely to be able to play, but, you know, you've contributed in, in, in some way. Um, but it's it's even harder for his family because uh, mm. we're, uh, as you say, you know, it's the the club was, was pretty much my mum and dad in the five kids' life, you know. That was mum mm. and dad both worked there. Uh, all, as long as I could remember, and uh, you know, I pretty much grew up on the. Well, me and my three brothers grew up on the field, and my sister. Um, so it is an emotional time, especially you know, knowing how proud they would be to see Penrith in it. Uh, it'd be lovely if there was a cub right there. But as I said, football takes you on on, on many winding roads, and and mm. Jed's at South, and it's you know, I, I it's a tough one for me because I'd ha- hate to see. I know what it's like to lose a grand final, and I'd, I'd hate to see him go through that, but. Uh, anyway, I'm still a couple of hours from kickoff, mate, and I'm still sort of tossing and turning. If, if uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think more importantly, mate, it's going to be a fantastic game, and and uh, you know how good the game is. Hopefully, that takes away sitting on the edge of my chair. Yeah, well, I think it's a conundrum. Uh, let's put it that way: a bit of a conundrum you are in with uh, with uh, Jed on the other side, <laughs> other side of the fence, but Penrith so close to to your heart and and your families, mate. Defence win big wins big games, uh, Carter. You know we know we all know that. Um, my only concern and my question to you is: Do you think there's any fuel left in the tank of this Penrith team? I, look, if this was a going into a major semi, like a, a prelim semi, I would say yes. But I think going into a grand final, they, there's going to be nothing but adrenaline going through these blokes' veins. The experience of last year, uh, rep football, uh, you know, they've had a good seven days. The South will be, you know, they'll have their wounded as well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a reason Penrith get beat. I, I think if they do get beat, it'll be pretty much because, you know, they're, they're going to have to control... South and in particular that, that that left edge of South, you know, I think if they can do that and they, and they nullify South points, which was which was what they've been doing, uh, I think you know they can get away with it. And John, you're you're on uh, Kevy's staff still for next year, I believe, with Broncos. Yeah, I mean, imagine you're rubbing your uh, hands yeah. with glee at the uh, prospect of Adam Reynolds coming to your club. Yeah, mate, very exciting for us, uh, you know, and, and everyone within the Broncos were all very excited, uh, knowing that what we went through this year and, and how we finished the season, we've got some really good young players, uh, and to have, you know, Kurt Capel, who I thought was probably Penrith's best last week, and, and Adam Reynolds, who's, who's been in career best form, to have those two guys come and guide mm. these young fellas around, uh, yeah, we're certainly very excited. I almost forgot about Kurt, Kate. Well, uh, mate, yeah, look, things are, I'm sure are going to be much improved for you guys at Brisbane next year. You're heading out to the game? Uh, no, I wasn't, mate. If Ted had a, got a run, I would have I would yeah. have been the first bloke in the ground. But no, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, sit back and uh, there's a couple of good lead-up games. So I'll sit back and watch the lead-up games and, and uh, get ready for the big one. Great stuff. Johnny, thanks for joining us, mate. I haven't spoken to you for ages. Last time we uh, we saw each other, uh, we were, you were showing me how long you could hit a ball um, on the northern beaches. <laughs> I hope we get to do that again at some point. Love to, mate. It was All a good right. day. Good on you, Johnny. Take care, mate. Good luck. Enjoy Thanks. Enjoy Thanks. the uh, enjoy the uh, night tonight. There is John Cartwright, one of the all-time good guys in rugby league, a member of the uh, Penrith's... Uh, Maiden Premiership victory team in 1991. And as I say, it's difficult for him, isn't it? Bit, bittersweet. His, his son plays for South Sydney. Uh, won't tough. be playing tonight, but uh, is part of the squad. So he's going to flip the coin. Imagine if he was playing tonight, how tougher that would oh, be. Oh, well, then then it clearly, he, yeah. clearly he's got to be going for South Sydney. But the fact that Jed isn't lining up in the 17, um, I'm, I'm sure he will be... Uh, 
Yeah, he'd have. Yeah. To, I would have thought going for Penrith. Listen, uh, stick around. Uh, this is NRL Match Day. Keep those text messages coming through. I'll get through as many as I can uh, when I can. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Love to know if you're a neutral fan, who you're going for, and why. If you're a Panthers fan or Bunnies fan, I'd like to know uh, what you think the score might be and who will win the Clive Churchill Medal. Um, I guess it's a, a bit of a, a sad day too. Bittersweet for Peter Sterling. It'll be his last day in the Channel Nine commentary box and uh, when we return we'll uh, we'll listen to a tribute to Sterlo from Channel 9.